How do you know if your partner or potential partner has a secure attachment style? Today, we're looking at some of the signs and some of the indicators that your potential partner or your partner has a secure attachment style. If you'd like to find out more about how to improve your relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where you can take our free conflict style quiz and discover your conflict or your argument style in relationships. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're going to be talking about what are some of the indicators um, that your partner or potential partner has a secure attachment style. Yes, and why does it matter? I mean, we've been talking about attachment styles in <clears throat> quite a few of our podcasts, and you will uh, read a lot in the literature these days about attachment styles. You might be quite familiar with that. So generally speaking, when we talk about attachment, we've got uh, people who have a, a secure attachment or who have an insecure attachment. And ideally, of course, you want to be in a relationship with a person who has a secure attachment. Because what we have learned from attachment theory is that it only takes one partner in the relationship who is secure to make the relationship overall secure. So if there's one partner who has a secure attachment, then there's a likelihood that the um, that you're in a relationship with somebody who um, who can offer you um, an experience of relationship that's going to be more fulfilling overall. So that's what we're looking at today. This is why it matters. Um, there's a lot at stake here, yeah, in terms of finding the right partner. There is, but I also think you know, I think take some of the pressure off because I mean, first of all, is you know, one of the challenges is there are less secure people on the dating circuit because secure yep. people tend to be in longer term relationships, mm -hmm. and also it's not that you can't have a good relationship with somebody who you might not fit totally into that secure attachment style. But you just have to be careful. We have to be cautious about how we go ahead. We may need to kind of do more work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And also, I think, you know, attachment, what, what our attachment style, it's not that you're one or the other totally. There is a, I, to me, there's an element of a continuum. Yeah. Is that, you know, there's elements where somebody on a whole may be secure, but there may be some areas of insecurity. It's not that we're totally one or the other. Yeah, maybe, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's not. It is a kind of continuum, although there are tendencies. Uh, and I also want to come back to what you just said. Absolutely, it's right that even even in inverted commas, um, if you are in a relationship with somebody who has an insecure attachment, either anxious, preoccupied, or avoidant, uh, dismissive, there's still opportunities to be in a fulfilling relationship. But I think the point that I'm trying to make is that. Um, there, there's more likely to be some difficulty here. There are more likely to be some struggles ahead, so to speak. Uh, whereas you're more likely, and I'm really, we're talking about likelihood here, to be um, in a, a less uh, stressful, maybe, or anxiety provoking, or you're likely to be in a more stable relationship with somebody who's had a secure attachment. I think that's what we're trying to emphasize here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that, that is key. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So what are the signs then? What are you looking for? So if you're looking for somebody who is secure, how would you know, how do you spot the secure person? This is the big million dollar question, isn't it? In particular, if you're out there, you're dating, you're looking for a partner and you're looking for telltale uh, uh, tell -tell signs in that partner. 
Yeah, well, I think it actually, maybe just to start off with as well, is maybe a quick review of what is a secure attachment style. Because we've done a podcast on this before, and you can go and listen to that. But if you're not clear what that means, well, you know, maybe you could just give a quick overview of, of what, what a secure attachment style is. Okay, so in a, if somebody has a secure attachment style, they have learned um, to develop, they've been in a relationship with their parents where the parents were able to provide... Um, an environment where the child, <coughs> I'm sorry, where the child could feel very safe and secure and loved by the parents. And in that environment, the parents would have been responsive to the child's needs. They would have been available if the child was in distress. They would have been very encouraging for the child as well to go out and explore in the world and to be uh, to feel secure in the world, to be trusting of other people, for example, through the experience with the primary caregiver. So an, an experience where the child could feel there are people out here looking for me, but I'm also okay some of the time to go out and explore in the world. That's a real, really sort of a huge simplification here, but that's sort of in a nutshell what secure attachment means. Yeah, so it allows you as as well in, in relationship, it allows that emotional expression. I think, again, coming into what are some of the indicators is, mm. you know, it, it in that relationship, you you feel that you can express yourself emotionally. So that's one, maybe one indicator for me is that, you know, if, and, and you know, and there are times naturally when we first meet someone, we're not going to go fully into our most deepest emotions and kind of express everything. But do we feel comfortable and does the other person feel comfortable allowing us to talk about emotional connection or do they allow us to find that emotional mm. connection? Or when we start to get closer to them, do they start to put up barriers? Because that's a good sign that somebody isn't going to be secure to me is that when when emotions come up, do they start to block them? Do they start to put those barriers? Do they mm. start to put their defences up? Absolutely, yeah. So there's something about um, also if you are... Uh, if you are secure in your relationships, if you have a secure attachment style, you have the ability to trust others um, because that's uh, based in your experience that um, uh, primary caregivers were available to you. They helped, to, they helped you to feel safe. And of course, that also then plays out in your relationships. You have an expectation that other people are trustworthy. Um, and I think you have, ultimately, you have this internal uh, representation you have an idea an image within yourself of other people as providing you with a secure base um, of being there for you um, and also I think if you are secure you have that um, you have the capacity also to 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 look at situations to be flexible to be open to assess situations um, not to feel too rigid, to be too rigid in your expectation of what other people have got to offer you. But you can kind of make amendments, you can review, um, you can kind of look at new experiences uh, or old experiences in the light of new experiences. So you always can kind of make adjustments to what you're experiencing in the world. There's a certain level of flexibility. There's flexibility, there's trust, there is openness. And that's the kind of stance that you have towards other people and towards relationships. Yeah, and I think with that as well is there's flexibility, but there's also knowing when things aren't right. Because, you know, something that's come up a lot recently is the sort of 
there's a lot of books about narcissists and narcissism. Mm. And I think, you know, again, if we grow up, when you're talking about you grow up having that sense of trust, mm. well, you know, and there are people who may abuse trust. Mm-hmm. So I suppose it's also that sense that, mm-hmm. you know, when we have that sort of sense, well, knowing how the person is interacting with us and knowing what is okay and isn't okay, being able to express that, and if that is taken in a manipulative, if that's used in a manipulative way over time and not changed, then basically being able to kind of step away from that relationship because we know that that's not a good relationship. And the reason we're staying in it is because we're probably insecure in our attachment style mm. and desperate for that affirmation. So we go along with these manipulations mm. rather than doing something about it, whereas which could be stepping away from it or, you know, or finding some other way to deal with that communication. Yeah, so being secure also then entails that uh, you can make these assessments. You can assess whether somebody is trustworthy, for example. You can assess... Um, you know, how what's happening in the relationship with someone else because you've got enough self-awareness, self-understanding to notice um, if you are in a relationship with somebody who isn't good for you, so to speak, who doesn't make you feel valued in the relationship. You have a, an internal kind of sense of that. Um, so that's that's something that your security enables you to do. And therefore, you're more likely, of course, also when you are in a relationship with somebody who is uh, a narcissist, abusive, etc., you have more of a sense to um, assess that and to say, and to say this isn't uh, this isn't a good relationship here. This is somebody who's not treating me in the way that I deserve. So you have a very strong sense of um, uh, self value. And self-worth, which is kind of what we talked about in in a previous podcast. So, so you can make this assessment. So this is what this is somebody um, really who this is sort of a brief description of somebody who has got uh, a secure attachment style. Now, what about um, this? Gives you some ideas also and some indications here of what you might want to look for. Um, so, how do you spot somebody who's secure? This, you spot someone who's secure if they really, if you have a real sense of that they value relationships, they have a, a good understanding, a good grasp of relationships, and they can really value it. And they can also um, have a really good sense of um, being together with you, but also being separate from you. I think this is a really important aspect of, uh, of uh, uh, or an indication of a secure attachment style that somebody can kind of tolerate both. They can be there for you. They can tolerate your dependency needs, which is important. So if you need them, they're there for you. But they can also be separate from you. And they don't crumble if they separate from you. Actually, they, they consider that to be quite healthy too. Yeah, so there's that um, emotional security. And, and, and yeah, and, and, and everything you said is completely, I, th- I think, really important. And they feel comfortable sharing their emotions, comfortable opening up. And that's a key indicator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How comfortable does the other person feel about actually expressing their emotions? Mm-hmm. Because they feel safe doing that. They know that, you know, the other person's not going to run away if they open up with the emotions. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. That's so that's such an important point. So there's also if somebody's secure, then they can also um feel safe enough to talk about their vulnerabilities. So they might tell you that, you know, they're worried about this, that or the other or that they might indicate uh, to you that, oh, well, if you do that, that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. 
So there is also this kind of openness because, right as you rightly say, they don't worry about you running, doing a runner, so to speak. They just assume that you are um, in the relationship, that relationships uh, are, you know, that there's trust in the relationship. So they can open up, they can share their vulnerabilities, they can share their concerns more openly. Yeah, although I, I think actually, sorry, just pick up one little bit. I think in terms of actually the way you express that, though, if say like if you do that, I feel uncomfortable. I think it's important to say I I feel uncomfortable when you do that, mm -hmm. but also taking responsibility for their emotions, yeah. not blaming it on the other person, saying that you make me feel this way by doing that. Because mm. again, that's a sign of mm. probably to me is there is insecurity. Mm. It's being able to take some ownership for the emotions but express how they're feeling, not necessarily to blame mm. or even to change the other person, mm. but just to express that as part of that communication. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also to be clear, if somebody has a secure attachment, that doesn't mean that they're never anxious, for example. Of course they are sometimes. They are they're anxious, they might be worried about something. Um, that's quite normal because that's a normal human experience. So you're not... Uh, if somebody... I would. I think I want to be quite clear that uh, somebody who comes across as confident doesn't necessarily equal equal someone who is uh, securely attached. Um, that sometimes gets confused. So it's really more this kind of balance um, that somebody with a secure attachment has that they can be that they can be present for you, but not in an overbearing sense. They can be present, um, but not in an enmeshed sense, because often there's also this confusion about. Oh, um, if the other person loves me, they want to spend every minute of the day with me forever. Or, and that's a good sign of uh, a strong relationship. Um, that's often a sign, actually, that there's a problem in the relationship. If this gets too, if it goes too far, if there's too much uh, enmeshment, too, too much kind of sense of we've got to be one. Yeah, um, that's not healthy. So as I say, I think somebody who's secure can kind of balance this out with also going their own way, doing their own thing, and enabling you to to be an individual in the relationship, not just a partner, to have two individuals in the relationship um, who can have uh, separate viewpoints. So security also entails that, um, you're, that the other person can tolerate if you are your own person, if you have different viewpoints, Uh, if you have different ways of thinking about um, the world, yeah, uh, being able to kind of tolerate that is a sign of security. Yeah, and, and part of that is being able to set boundaries. Um, and somebody who's secure will be able to set healthy boundaries. Because I mean, some boundaries may not be healthy. Some may be to do with insecurity, but mm -hmm. healthy boundaries. But they also respect your boundaries because... Uh, in order, to, we, we if we don't have boundaries, then other people can essentially maybe override our feelings. They can override what's important to us. Mm -hmm. So it's an expression of our own sort of self affirmation of our self worth as well. Mm -hmm. So it's being able to have those have those healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, um, sorry, you wanted to say something else. Uh, well, I was saying, I think another thing actually for me, which mm -hmm. particularly when I was younger, like when I was a student or at school. Um, you know, sometimes people would get attracted to certain things like that person who seemed a bit aloof or, mm. you know, some of that game playing. And and for me, that's now a real indicator that somebody is not secure. So mm. people who are secure, they don't play games. They don't play hard to get. Mm. This whole hard to get thing is it's not it's a red flag. It's basically it's not a desirable thing at all. Mm. 
you people who are secure you don't have to read their minds they're kind of willing to say what's going on in their minds mm. so it's not like you have to constantly know what's going on in their head without them telling you which nobody can do we can't read minds mm. they'll let you know how they're feeling you know somebody who's secure is going to tell you that they want a relationship or don't they're going to you know they're not playing different kinds of games like mm-hmm. um, we had a we had a podcast a while ago on some of these dating expressions like sort of benching and other mm. things where right, somebody's got people on the line uh, of the bench if something doesn't work Bread out. Red crumbing, I remember yeah, again, was one of them. Yeah. And these things are signs of somebody who's mm. insecure, mm. Um, which are real red flags for uh, starting a relationship with somebody. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so there's this sort of, um, there's more of a sense that uh, what you see is what you get. Yeah, I mean, a huge uh, simplification here, but something like, well, you know, this is somebody who doesn't, who's kind of quite straight down the line, tells you what they what they want, what they experience, um, tells you what they feel as well. They don't struggle too much with that kind of expression. Um, and they also have some uh, a curiosity about you because they are open. Yeah, They're interested in you as a person. They have learned that other people are interesting. They have learned that it's good to engage with the other person. It's interesting to find out what's happening with you on your side. So there's also more capacity to actually listen and want to find out more Uh, and I'm aware that uh, everything that we've talked about so far in this podcast might be quite difficult to assess early on right yeah and in some ways it's it's almost like painting this picture of this ideal person (laughs) where you think oh I'll never meet them which which might appeal to the avoidant person because it's again well yeah I've got to find this ideal person yes. who's totally expressive and yeah, yeah. you know and I think nobody or very few people would totally match up to this mm-hmm. we're just giving some things some indicators that are maybe important to help you assess some of these things in other mm. people well and it takes also I think also to be clear I think this is not something that you're going to work out uh, by just having two or three dates I think um, I think this is the challenge isn't it that you have to actually spend a bit of time with someone getting to know them a little bit better to to kind of work this out yeah but there might be some obvious red flags I suppose you know even in the early days of dating if you really feel like that there is no um that uh for example if if you're meeting someone who's uh just had a lot of very short-lived relationships then maybe that might be a red flag that they really struggle to form a more committed relationship that they're not so secure in their relationships that might be one sign and as you rightly said uh, tom that of course the dating pool is full of uh, avoidant dismissing dismissing uh, people they they're just sort of they tend to go around a little bit more uh, on the dating sites because they don't commit to relationships as much uh, and again i'm sort of stereotyping here um, so you are so there are some red so obvious red flags flags might be that somebody um, has had just very short lived relationships. It might be also that there is a, they're not very open. Yeah, I think there's a, uh, maybe if you have a sense that somebody's very uh, withholding, very mistrusting, then maybe then I would be sort of quite curious about why is that? What's going on here? Yeah, and I think as a response to that, think about your anxiety levels when you're dating this person. Mm. Do they tend to go up mm. more than some yeah. other people you've dated? Yeah. Yeah. And for some people, unfortunately, that becomes almost appealing because it's like this drug of kind of a roller coaster ride of mm. highs and lows. So mm. sometimes you have this high, but then they don't communicate with you well or 
they're kind of a bit dismissive sometimes mm. and mm. and then you're looking for that rush and mm. for some people that becomes like that attractive element mm. that sort of uh, like uncertainty that somehow is appealing but ultimately over time is is probably going to be a disaster movie in the making so it's sort of like if you mm. notice that your anxiety levels or that adrenaline level keeps going up and down a lot more than yeah. other times is sometimes it, you might have to learn to kind of manage that or kind of look at a way that actually maybe the secure relationship that you're really going to be happy with isn't going to have that massive rush but it's going to leave you feel satisfied and fulfilled in a different way that's such a good point that the starting point is you isn't it the starting point are your feelings about this person and you're so right i mean if you are dating someone who really makes you feel really insecure yeah uh, and really unsure about what their motivations are, whether they're really interested in you or not, then that's a quite a little bit of a sort of a, a red flag, isn't it? They're yeah. not quite there for you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So again, these these are general ideas, and it's taking what you can away from this because you're not going to find that perfect or so that's no. what we described. But just taking some of these points and just starting to think about, particularly if it's in the early stages of a relationship. You know, just no, just paying attention to these things and noticing that there may be, you know, if you notice several red flags popping up, then you may want to think twice about this as being the ideal relationship. Yeah, good. Okay, yeah. we can leave it here, right? Yeah, so um, please tune into our podcast next week and press subscribe. Head over to our website, therelationshipmaze.com, where you can take our free argument style quiz. And we look forward to speaking with you next week. Take uh, good care until then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Maze podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed this. Please go ahead and give us a review. We'd love to have some good reviews on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Uh, Also, please share this podcast. You may have noticed that... In the last couple of episodes, hopefully the sound is more balanced. We've got a new microphone set up. So from now, hopefully the sound is going to be really excellent. Also, if you haven't already, head over to our website, therelationshipmaze.com, where you can take our free online argument quiz. When you take this quiz, you can discover what your argument style is. Your argument style is so important in terms of understanding how you relate in any sort of conflict situation. So whether with your partner or with anybody, even at work. Understanding your argument style can help you get more insight into how you can change your initial reaction in arguments and also how you can communicate better. Also, having an understanding of your partner's argument style can be incredibly important. We'd also love to hear from you to find out some topics that you'd like us to talk about or to to go into depth with. So whatever topic you'd like us to discuss, whether that's to do with current relationships, to do with dating, uh, to do with confidence in any situation or even any other area of mental health, please do get in touch with us at info at therelationshipmaze.com. So once again, that email address is info, so I-N-F-O, 
at therelationshipmaze.com. And we look forward to hearing from you and hopefully we'll be able to cover one of those topics in an upcoming podcast. We're looking for absolutely any ideas. So whatever it is, please do email us because we'd love to address any of these issues that that might have been concerning you. So it could be to do with long-term relationships. It could be to do with short-term relationships. It could be be to do with challenges that you've been experiencing in dating. And we'd really love to address that. So do get in touch and we look forward to hearing from you.